All right. Hello. So am I doing the intro or are you doing? <laughs> Technically, it's your episode. So. Oh, okay. Technically, it's a goose. <laughs> 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 we have senioritis right before hiatus. Okay. I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. And welcome to a very special episode of Snacks with Stein. It's very special because we have no script tonight. We're going crazy. Buckle up, fuckers. We're doing another one of our fan favorite, Reader Beware, You Choose the Scare series which is the Choose Your Own Adventure. We did it before with Secret Agent Grandma, and hopefully we have another fun one with this one. And tonight we have Trapped in Batwing Hall, which is one of my favorite favorites. I remember this one very vividly. And we support the Sky Puppies on this channel. So Mm -hmm. in honor of them, this is for them. Even though the bat on this one is really scary, but... He probably has a family that loves him, and we support that. So, so real quick, before we jump in, I have a quick announcement. The reason that Danielle and I are just loosey-goosey tonight and flying by the seat of our pants and pretending to be for real radio people is uh, we're going to take a little hiatus for the month of May. Uh, we have not taken a break since we started the show over a year ago. And we need a little break. So we're, we're, we're not going anywhere. The show's not going anywhere. Danielle and I enjoy doing the show. Like, it's, it's something we, we like to do. But we do need a break sometimes. So month of May, we're going to take it off. But we're going to be right back with you in June doing our same old shit. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. Patrons, we still love you. We still appreciate your support. But your girls need a little break. This will be our last episode until June. Okay? Yes. It's an excellent time to revisit the catalog of excellent episodes and find your favorite. That's what I do when my shows take a break. So yeah, so quick announcement there. Snacks that I will be having uh, while I'm also participating, so I will try not to chew too obnoxiously (laughs) into this microphone. It's a weird day for, for your girl. For one, it's snowing buckets outside, okay? In Colorado, we're probably gonna get 10, 11 inches of snow tonight. The kids might have a snow day tomorrow. So that's happening. Also, my ovaries hurt. And they've been hurting all day. So that's fun. So my snack, (laughs) um, as it relates to those two things happening, are... Oh, and that's my phone. (laughs) My snack is vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup and almonds on top. And I will be enjoying that alongside a three-finger glass of bourbon. Because it's so been that jelly. kind of day. Enjoy. About the bourbon or the ice cream? All of it. The All whole of it. Thing. Did you have a day, too? 
I, I didn't have a day. We're just, I'm on deadline at work and then mm-hmm. got my vaccine yesterday. So I'm kind of like feeling a little weird. A little crappy. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like bad, but I get always weird with vaccines. Like I'm not, like my mom does too. It's just genetically where we don't do well with shocks ever. But for the most part, I feel fine. So yes, go get vaccinated if you didn't already. And it's very important. And I'm so glad that you got your first shot. I've had my first shot. Um, Danielle got, you got Pfizer, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I got Moderna. And for us, it wasn't a choice. Like it's, it's hard to get an appointment in Colorado. So it's whatever they've got is what you're, you Mm -hmm. need to take because you're going to wait for weeks. Oh yeah, we didn't get a choice either. I mean, I think like it, when, we, when we were just there yesterday, whenever people listen to this, it was yesterday, but um, we we got it through our healthcare provider, which is Kaiser. And they were, they were telling people when you came in, we have Pfizer today, is that okay? So maybe they had others there, but I was just like, give me that, <laughs> you know? So um Right. That was fine. So maybe they had Moderna around, but when I was in, in the big, they had it set up in a hotel, which was okay. kind of funny. And it was in like yeah. a big ballroom. They were using all the ballrooms, you know, and stuff at this big Marriott. And um, they had like signs everywhere, like Pfizer, 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 whatever, was you know. So maybe they went them- place. Was it bizarre to be in a place like a Marriott after so long? Yeah, we were saying that. I was like, yeah. this is the first time we've been in a hotel in a year and a half. Like, it was really weird. Because the last time we stayed in a hotel was March of 2020. We were just right before the pandemic started. We were in Disneyland. So March of 2020 was the last time we were in a hotel. And I was like, this is weird. Now we're back in a hotel, but we're getting a vaccine. And... I had said to you yesterday on text, I was like, now we need our first vaccine ornaments to go mm-hmm. with our first pandemic ornaments. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, but it was an interesting experience. Not yet. We're waiting. We, we bought tickets, but um, since we're not going um, right now, we're looking October, at September, right? maybe. Okay, okay. September and September end or October, probably just September, because um, we're gonna be in LA for a convention. All things going well, we don't know, mm-hmm. but um, plan is to be there already. Well, they'll be decorated so like, by well, August. Oh yeah, they'll be decorated, so everything will be fine. But like mo- some of my family, which is understandable, doesn't want to go and wear a mask, which I totally get. So It'll be hot, um, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I get, I'm sort of nervous about it too, but I figure just suck it up, you know, go take a long dinner break oh. and a long lunch break, you know. <laughs> Remind me to send you some masks. I have some really cute um, Disney-specific masks. Like, I have one that Yay. is, like, all Disney ears, and I have one oh, that's, like, different Disney snacks. <gasps> that's um, cute. And I also have a Beetlejuice one coming out, so we'll... After the, after we're done recording, just send me a reminder, and I I need to okay. send you guys some masks. Yeah, so that's our plan for Disneyland. I heard it was kind of a horror show getting reservations, but once you got, but now you can go on pretty easy. It's like a thirty minute wait now. Like once you, so I've heard because all like the big popular days are are gone. Like the opening day, of course, and Star Wars Day, May fourth, and then the opening of Avengers Campus, whatever they're calling that. Um, 
that's booked. I think a lot of it's booked, but yeah. So with Disney, like Disney World, you know the drill. You can't make a mm-hmm. reservation before 60 days, right? So that's how they're doing it. So September well, will be Well, you can open. make park reservations. Park reservations, but ride reservations, no. But right, since no, we don't have so ride reservations, mm-hmm. it's 60 days. So once we get closer to September, you know, then, then we'll start like panicking. <laughs> But we're going on weekdays, so we're hoping that weekdays in September are not the hot ticket. Like it won't be a weekend, you know. So it'll be a it's a Monday and a Tuesday that we'd be there. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's not like bananas or anything, but we'll see. <laughs> we hey, will. Hang on see. a second. I just want to hang over a oh. deer. One second. Poor Luna. The I same guess she thought that deer. deer was sus. Yeah, like seriously, there's a, like a family of twenty some odd deer. Aww. They walk through my property. I don't know, three, four, five times a day. And when it's snowing like this, they get under my pine trees and like kind of snuggle up. Aww. And every time she's like, "Those deer, fuck those deer," and then she'll start barking. <laughs> and I'm like, "Luna, it's deer." And then she lays down like, "What?" I wasn't doing anything. Okay, I guess we should start this thing. <laughs> Whatever we're calling this. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, it's trapped in Batwing Hall. The cover is sparkly gold, which is hilarious. Yay! Um, and it has a big giant vampire bat on the cover. He's scary. And it says, the tagline is technically, join the horror club. Gosh, that word is hard to say. Horror. Horror. Not the horror, not the horror club. The horror club. <laughs> I may have been in that club. I'm just saying. What is this? Wait a minute. Well, we're still in middle school. I'm fine. Continue. Yes. You're not there yet. Continue. <laughs> All right. So we're going. I'll do as best as I can not to read directly, but I may have to at some parts. Okay. Dude, there are podcasts <clears throat> that do just that. It's fine. I know. We don't do it often, so. Making friends in your new town is harder than you thought. The kids in your school are members of the Horror Club. They have their meetings after dark in Batwing Hall, a rundown house that's haunted by the ghost of Professor Krupp. When the Horror Club decides to play a spooky game, you really want to join in. But then you find out you'll have to search the professor's cursed crypt in the cemetery, or face an ancient mummy, a witch, and a hungry werewolf, or the terrifying ghost of Professor Krupnik himself. You're in control of this scary adventure, Christy. You decide okay. what will happen. And We're you decide how terrifying <laughs> the scares will be. Dun, dun, dun. Yay! I'm going to call this episode Bad Choices. Bad Choices. Okay. This town stinks. 
It's Friday afternoon, the end of your first week at your new school. Your family just moved to this town last month, and so far, no one at school has even tried to be your friend. How sad. Well, I kind of know what that's like. No one liked me. Okay. Sort of. I had the reverse. I kind of got a fresh start. Like, everyone pretty much hated me, and then I moved schools, and they were like, hey. Oh, because you were in the horror club. Just kidding. No, but I did yeah, grow boobs. Cool. I was one of the few oh. seventh graders that had them. So that then definitely helped. <laughs> so day after day, you sit in class waiting for someone to talk to you. Just waiting and staring at all the strangers around you. You think, how can you possibly go through the year without any friends? You're cool. You know you're cool. <laughs> because you had tons of friends at your old school. So you're walking home and all you have to look forward to is a boring weekend of watching TV with your parents and your bratty little brother. Then something hits the back of your jacket. You spin around and a pebble is on the ground. You glance up and notice a brown haired boy about your age. Hi, he calls out. I'm Nick. Hi, you reply and introduce yourself. We're in the same class at school. Then you think, that's funny because you don't remember him there, but you smile anyway because you're so happy someone is finally talking to you. I live there, Nick tells you. He points to a two-story greenhouse on the next block. You gaze back at him in shock. You can't live there. There's no way. I'm a judgy little what? bitch. <laughs> Nick just starts laughing and is like, what do you mean I can't live there? That's my house. And then she says, you say, sorry, you, I live next door. And you point to the red brick house next to the green one. The greenhouse has been empty all month. There haven't been a single light on and there's no cars in the driveway. And Nick says he was on vacation with his family and they got back last night. So he asked what you think of school. And you're like, it's okay, but you're afraid to say anything more because you never know. Maybe this kid actually was one of those weirdos that likes school. Can you believe how much homework our teacher gave us this weekend? He complains and kicks a stone down the street. All the kids who had Mr. McCormick last year say he's really tough and mean and a complete monster, to which you agree. The next thing you know, you and Nick are comparing your favorite rock bands and favorite comic books, and both of you collect Spider-Man comics. Nick has all the first issues from the last five years. Comics are so cool, Nick says. But do you know what's even cooler? What? Horror stories. In fact, I, and then he stops talking, he just kind of stares at you kind of weird. And you're like, what? What about horror stories? And he says, you know, it's probably way too scary for you. And you're like, nothing is too scary for me. And he says, that's because you've never been to the horror club. And you're like, what the heck's that? And it's a club that he belongs to. And they have you have to be really brave to be a member because when you meet, we meet, we tell spooky stories that are really scary. Cool, I love scary stories. Can I join? If you think you can handle it, Nick says, we meet every Friday night at that wing hall. That's the deserted house at the dead end of the street. It was old Professor Krupnik's house. I've seen that house. It looks pretty haunted, you tell Nick and laugh. Don't laugh, he says, because it is haunted. All right, turning to page 100. 
Nick and I both really enjoy the heavy use of the word cool, which makes me think we are not very cool. You're cool. Comics are cool. I was going to say, comic books are cool. Horror is cool. Like, kid. I went to school. Buy a thesaurus. Cool. All right. You're like, is it really haunted? And he says, for real. That's why we picked it. Some of the scariest stories I've ever heard happen in Batwing Hall. Like what? Like the story of the kids on Halloween night. They were all dressed up, trick-or-treating. They rang Krupnik's doorbell. A figure dressed all in black answered, and the kids were invited inside. And they never came out. What happened, you ask? Nobody knows. But late at night, you can still hear them screaming. Horrible screams. And when the moon is full, some people say they've seen little creatures in monster costumes roaming around inside, trapped forever. That is a great story, you say. It is not a story. Being a member of the horror club can be dangerous, very dangerous. Today is Friday. We meet tonight. Do you want to come? Hey, Christy. Are you going to risk it and go to the horror club? This is tough, you know. Or say thanks anyway. Be like, bye. I have have been in town for a minute. No one likes me. The boy next Mm -hmm. door, um, whose name is Eric. Is that right? Is his name? Nick. Nick. I projected that because I had a question. (laughs) Nick from next door thinks things are cool. And uh, has a secret club, which I'm pretty sure we shouldn't be there. Ooh, you know what? That how else are we gonna spend time with him? I know we're gonna need to. We're, you and we have to go. Boyfriend. All right, we have so to. Gonna he's gonna it. be there. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get our bangs correct. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna pick out an outfit and decide we don't uh, own anything. We're gonna steal something from a sibling. <laughs> And that doesn't fit. And then we're going to, we're going to go. Count me in. Horror club sounds great. Okay. I'll meet you in front of your house at nine o'clock tonight. So you agree and you wave goodbye. Then you rush home and into your kitchen to find your parents. You tell them you finally made a friend and you've been invited to a club meeting and they're so happy for you. Of course, you don't tell them that the meeting is in a deserted, boarded-up old house. Important detail. At 9 o'clock, you join Nick under the elm tree in your front yard. A skinny, fidgety... Huh? I said, yeah, you do. Oh. (laughs) A skinny, fidgety girl with messy, long hair is waiting with him. And he says, this is Debbie. She's a member of the club, too. Debbie waves hi. I know. It's awful. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. (laughs) Hi, Debbie says. You can barely see her face under all of her hair, and she always seems to be squirming, and you're like, what the F is up with this girl? And you follow your new friends up the hill to the end of the long street. 
The farther you go, the fewer houses there are. And at the end of the road, all of the street lights are out. The sky is pitch black. And if it weren't for Nick's flashlight, you'd probably trip on your own feet. Nick's, Nick is pointing straight ahead. There it is, Batwing Hall. Debbie's ruining this evening for us. All I'm saying is this is one of those things where it's like, oh, hello, Debbie. <laughs> I didn't know that there would be more than two of more us. Two of us, right? How delightful. I'm so <laughs> glad this has become a group outing. <laughs> I love those. You're like, hello, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of Adam's family too with Debbie. Oh, she's the best. I know. That's a good Debbie. That, this is the lame oh Debbie. Oh my God. Can we talk about how she gets like zero credit for that movie? I, I think that. Um, she gets zero credit what, for all of her movies. What the hell is her name? Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. So mm-hmm. I feel like Joan Cusack alongside Michael Keaton. Should have been Oscar winners like a few times over. <laughs> if you look at their whole catalogs, like some of the most, no one talks about them. Right. Ever. But, but Joe Cusack is fantastic at everything she does. Everything. Mm-hmm. And her portrayal of Debbie was perfect. Her and the timing with all the other actors was so great. That was a great movie. Great movie. I love both of them. I love the second one. I love the first one. They're both good. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I'm waiting for them to do some remake bullshit. Yeah, well, they did the cartoon, which I thought was cute. It wasn't popular. I but thought it was I cute, too. It. Natalie likes it, too. But I'm talking about, like, a live action. Oh, live action. Aren't they talking some shit about, like, Johnny Depp? No, what's coming is just a series on Netflix live action about Wednesday, just about her. That's what's coming. Uh... And I'm not sure what age she's going to be, if it's going to be an adult Wednesday, like I have an adult life now kind of thing, or I'm little Wednesday. See, I would welcome that. That would be a new storyline, something different. I just, I feel like they did it so well. Yeah. You're not going to be able to redo it. Yeah, you can't you can't touch perfection. It's like just leave it. Alone. I mean, <laughs> it was like bottle, like all the cast and everything, and yeah, it was lightning in a bottle for sure. Well, like think back of like all those people that are actually in that movie. Like if you rewatch it again, like mm-hmm. the star power in that movie is insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And everybody was Sorry, great in it. And, yeah. Debbie, we love her. We love that Debbie. Debbie, we don't like. Well, I guess this, one. this Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. This Debbie sucks. Okay. So you are at a huge, dark mansion, and you stop walking and you're gazing up at it. And Nick shines his flashlight at the old house on the hill. Batwing Hall is a two-story old-fashioned house. All the windows that aren't boarded up are broken. Loose shingles flat from the roof. Paint peels from the weathered sides of the house. It looks as if no one has lived here for hundreds of years. You climb up to the sagging porch with Nick and Debbie. Tall, overgrown trees and bushes cast eerie shadows across the lawn. Debbie whispers, isn't this place awesome? And you reply, really 
cool. <laughs> this house has been empty for two years, Nick tells you, ever since crazy old Professor Krupnik died. No one will buy it because it's haunted, Debbie explains. And you notice she's chewing nervously at the ends of her hair. Gross. <laughs> the front door oh. was boarded up until we figured out how to pry it open, Debbie says. She points to the large wooden door. Let's go. And you take a step forward. Then Nick shouts, stop, get down. All right. Do you do as Nick says and get down? Or do you ignore him and go for the door? Um, I'll probably listen to Nick. Nick okay. has not done anything so far that would suggest that we shouldn't You're heed like, his warning. Okay. I guess. All right. So There's been going... no fuckery from Nick. <laughs> All right. You're listening. Oh, no. I messed up. Also, Debbie no. is a little bit less of a threat now. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel better about Debbie. Bit. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Weird, fidgety, hair-eating Debbie. <laughs> okay, hair chewer. <laughs> sure, Debbie. What is it? You cry out as your body hits the ground. We have to be careful, Nick whispers. If anyone catches us going in the front door, we'll be in big trouble because we're not allowed here. So you nod in agreement and watch Debbie as she squirms and looks around nervously. You wonder to yourself, why are your new friends so jumpy? You can't imagine how anyone could possibly see you in the pitch black, but you figure Nick and Debbie have to know what they're doing. So you stand up and follow Nick and Debbie across the porch, trying to be as quiet as possible. And you pull off the broken boards on the front door and enter the house. The air in the entryway is stale and dusty. You try to hold back a sneeze, and Nick motions you to follow him. You creep in after Nick and Debbie down a dark hallway. The floorboards creak loudly with each step. Then you enter a big, dimly lit living room, which has a broken chandelier swaying from the ceiling. The faded wallpaper hangs in pieces on the walls. Dirty sheets cover what appear to be old sofas and chairs. And then you see them. Four kids are sitting in a circle on the living room floor. A big yellow candle flickers in the center. They all turn and stare at you, and no one seems very happy that you're there. <laughs> you stand awkwardly, and Nick introduces you and says, this is our newest member. And a girl with short, curly red hair cries out, what are you talking about? And glares at you. I've brought a new member, Nick repeats. Not today, exclaims a large boy with bulging arm muscles. Why not, Debbie asks, who keeps squirming next to you. Didn't anyone tell you? Tonight's the special night. You've got to get that kid out of here. We're not telling stories tonight. The plan has changed. Rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the muscly-armed kid about? <laughs> He's just a muscly-armed kid. We trade up from Nick. Okay. <laughs> You're like, hey, muscle yarn. Yeah, yeah, that's great, Nick. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you enjoy Debbie. Nick and Debbie quickly leave your side and huddle together with the other kids, and they're arguing about you. Then one voice rises above the others. Today is game day. You know what that means. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just sick of standing there and you want to know what's going on. And it works. All six of them stop arguing. The girl with the red hair steps toward you. I'm Marcy. There are no stories tonight. We're playing games instead. But new members can't play. It's the rule. Well, can't you break the rule just one time, you ask. These aren't ordinary games, warns the boy with the muscles. These games are scary, really scary. Well, scarier the better, you announce bravely. This starts another argument. Some kids want you to stay and play, others want you to leave. Debbie hurries over to you. Through her mane of dark hair, she whispers, go home, just go home now. But at that moment, Marcy announces, it's decided, you can stay and play games with us. Great, ignoring Debbie. What are we playing? Is it spin the bottle? I bet it's spin the bottle. Hopefully you get muscles. Ah, uh, not with my luck. <laughs> You'll end up with hair Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> this game is called The Hunt. Marcy tells you. I'm captain of the blue team. Nick is captain of the red team. You watch as Nick picks Debbie and a skinny boy named Connor to be on his team. Connor has short hair and smells weird. As Connor walks by, you decide <laughs> he smells as if he's been living in a dumpster. Lovely. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get him and spin the bottle. I'll watch. take Debbie It'll over happen. dumpster. For the blue team, Marcy chooses a beautiful girl with long blonde hair and green eyes. Her name is Laura. She smiles at you. Marcy also picks the guy in the muscle shirt. Hi, I'm Martin, the kid says, pounding you on the back. Welcome to the horror club. He laughs and flexes his muscles. Martin's arm is bigger than your whole body. So that's three on each team, Marcy announces. Our new member can join either one. It's up to you. Which team will you join? Would you rather hang out with Nick, Debbie, and Connor on the red team? Or get to know Laura, Marcy, and Martin on the blue team? I, I go where the muscles go. All right. So you're going with Laura, Marcy, and Martin? I scared of Marcy. Okay. okay. All right. What team are they again? Blue. I feel the need to assert my dominance in this social situation. <laughs> so, yes, I probably would team up on Marcy's team because like she it. was the front runner of not letting me join. And I feel like right. <laughs> it's time to show her. Time to show who's boss. That's right. right. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the blue team, Marcy says with a smile. Glad you're on the team, Martin adds. He crushes your hand in a handshake. So what are we playing again? This game is called The Hunt, Laura tells you. What are we hunting for? Marcy's voice drops down to a croaking whisper. The creepiest, most terrifying things we can find. We vote on which team finds the scariest stuff. If you haven't chickened out by then, you'll become an official member of the horror club. Don't worry about me, you say. I love a good scare. Come on, Laura says. Let's get the game going. So you follow your teammates outside, Marcy going first. Her flashlight beams bounces around the overgrown yard, making weird shadows. You start scanning the yard, but Mar Martin stops you. Not here, he says. You're the newest member, so you have to pass the test. 
Test. You don't like the sound of that. Martin grins and points across the street. You go hunt over there. To the cemetery. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Hair flip. <laughs> Skips to the okay, cemetery. Bye. <laughs> they want you to search the cemetery all by yourself. You're about to say, no way, Jose. But then you figure that's just what they expect you to do. And you're going to show them. Great, you declare. I bet I'll find the winning object. And you kind of even mean it. After all, if the game is won by finding the scariest stuff, then your teammates just handed you an easy score. What better place to look than a cemetery? You give your teammates the thumbs up and hurry across the street. You're like, peace out, suckers. Hand signal in this situation. (laughs) Probably with both hands. Um, Me too. I would have done the same thing. Like, flip. And here we go to the cemetery. That's because we're spooky bitches, didn't we? We're like, oh, you want us to go? Okay, cool. Cool, cool. We'll be over there. (laughs) I'm going to find a ghost boyfriend. Bye. I've seen Casper. I know how this (laughs) goes. Okay. That's right. He's going to dance with you. Mm -hmm. He's going to dance with you and be your pillow. The cemetery is really old, and most of the gravestones are chipped and crumbling. You stumble over a lumpy grave, and something grabs your ankle. But it was just a gnarled root. The moonlight is casting an eerie glow, creating more shadows. You carefully make your way toward a small building. There's just enough light for you to read the words Krupnik Crypt carved in the stone. Here's your chance to impress your new friends. You'll know you'll find something scary inside a crypt, but do you have the nerve to enter? Yes. Yes. Are these like New Orleans style crypts? I hope so. The cool ones. Yeah, when we took the tour in the St. Louis Cemetery number one, they told us it was basically like a giant crock pot with the heat and that they lay people out until all the flesh and all the stuff like melts away like on the slabs on the sides, and then they just kind of pile all their bones together in a great big like bone soup of your whole family in the middle. Wow. That's intense. Right? I don't know if I want my bones to be all mixed up with other people's bones. I don't know that either. I kind of want my own space for my bones. (laughs) Right? What if you're next like your uncle you don't like or something, and you're like, ugh. (laughs) Like, oh, that asshole. Even your bones talk politics. Yep, exactly. You approach the heavy stone door. Instead of a doorknob, it has a thick iron ring. Chiseled into the stone above the ring are these words. Who turns the stone will grow bat bones. What the hell does that mean? And a sudden movement draws your attention. Near the top of the crypt, you see a small hole. About your size. While you watch, a tiny black bat flies out and flutters off into the night. Outrageous, you think. Maybe you can catch a bat inside. That would win the contest for sure. But how will you get in? The door is covered with cobwebs because it obviously hasn't been opened in a really long time. Maybe you could climb to the top of the crypt and crawl, crawl in through the hole the bat came out of. Or maybe you should just try to pull the big door. It might work. Which will you try? Are you crawling through the mm. hole? Are you going to try to open the stone door? Oh, I'm not an idiot. Like, why wouldn't you try the door first? Okay. 
try the door. Good choice. I mean, that's a lot of effort to, to, to be the crawling hole. up to places yeah. <laughs> when there's a door. Mm -hmm. But she might grow bat bones, though. Oh, well. That's all right. I guess. I'll be a bat. It's cool. A bat person. Batman. <laughs> so cute. You step up to the door and grasp the ring in both your hands. It's covered with rust and cobwebs. And you have a feeling this also hasn't been moved in a very long time. You pull on it, but the thing won't budge. You clutch the ring even tighter and put all your weight onto it. And a hideous screeching noise fills the air. Slowly, 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 the heavy stone door swings open. Holding your breath, you tiptoe inside. There's a large casket on a stone platform in the middle of the room. And for a moment, you're frozen. You stare at the casket and realize there's a dead person in there, an actual dead person. And then something, something grabs at your hair and you brush it away. And it's another bat who flies off into the darkness. Its fangs were glinting in the moonlight. Maybe catching a bat isn't such a great idea. You quickly search the tomb for scary stuff to bring back to your teammates, but you find nothing except dust and cobwebs. With a final glance, you leave the tomb to join your friends. But there's only one problem. They're gone. You're all alone. Assholes left you. Yeah, well, I kind of prefer it that way. <laughs> Lara, Martin, Marcy? The only answer is the wind rustling through the trees. Your eyes search the cemetery, but your gaze falls on all the crumbling headstones. You glance across the street at the mansion, but it's dark. Did everyone go home? Another bat flies by, and you decide not to wait around. You race out of the cemetery and head for home. Later on that night, you start not feeling very well. Your shoulders ache, and your fingers are stiff. You think maybe you're getting sick, but you hope not. You really don't want to miss out on soccer practice. You climb into bed and go into a troubled sleep. When you awaken a few hours later, it's still dark and you feel worse. Maybe water will make you feel better. And you get up and you notice that your hands seem to be very stiff. You glance down and see something dark between all of your fingers. It must be the shadows in the room, you think. But your feet don't seem to be working very well. But somehow you make your way to the bathroom. You reach up and flip on the light. But the light switch isn't where it's supposed to be. Instead, it's three feet above you, and the bathroom mirror is even higher. Weird. Somehow, since you went to bed, your bathroom has grown to ten times its normal size. Or you've shrunk. You have to be dreaming, you think. You climb up on the bathroom sink and stare into the mirror. The face gazing out at you from the mirror isn't yours. It's the furry face of a small hairy creature with a short nose, huge ears, and tiny white fangs. It's the face of a bat. You wink your right eye, and to your horror, the bat in the mirror winks the same time. The bat in the mirror is you. You scream, but it comes out as a tiny squeak. This can't be real. 
it has to be a dream. And you try to pinch yourself, slap yourself, but you can't work your bat fingers. You continue to stare at your reflection, horrified. You think back over the last evening and try to remember every detail. You hung out with your new friends at the horror club. There was a contest to find scary stuff. And then you remember something else. Something that sends a chill down your furry little back. You remember the Krupnik Crypt and that the only living creature you saw was the bat that flew outside. With a gnawing fear, your mind plays over the words carved on the stone. Who turns the stone will grow bat bones. You should have realized then it was a warning, but no, you had to go ahead and turn the stupid stone. That must have been how this happened. You try frantically to remember everything about the crypt, any detail that could help you. You picture the crypt and suddenly recall that you'd left the stone door open. Maybe if you turn the stone again, you'll be transformed back. Should you return to the cemetery now? You're not sure if you can even find it in the dark. Or would it be better to go and go back to sleep and wait until morning? Maybe when you wake up, you'll be back to normal. Are you going back to the cemetery or are you going to bed? Can't find it in the dark, bitch. I'm a bat. <laughs> also, I can fly. You can fly, but you don't know you can fly. You're probably like, I don't know. Can I fly? Mm, I bet I could fly. <laughs> mm. I don't feel like, like daylight is going to increase my chances. No, I feel like it's like Hotel Transylvania. You're a bat now. No, it reminds me, honestly, the whole time you were talking, I was thinking about the Merry Melodies, which, do you remember that one, that one when Bugs Bunny goes to the vampire castle? Oh, yeah, 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 I love that one. (laughs) And it was like abracadabra and hocus pocus, and the vampire kept trying to sneak up on him, and he'd say abracadabra and hocus pocus, and it turned him into a bat. And like yeah, the rock would fall. Mm-hmm. So the whole time you were talking about, it, I was like, abracadabra, hocus pocus. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work in this scenario, though. No, um, no let's go cool. now. It's it's okay. nighttime. I feel like we should accomplish this. I mean, am I an idiot? Do I understand that bats are nocturnal? Mm-hmm. I mean, I okay, yeah, they are to my knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we left muscles back at the house. Like, I don't feel like our night is over. Like, let's go. Let's go figure this shit out. All right. So you're going to the cemetery tonight because you can't stand to be a bat another second. With the last shuddering look at your new bat self, you climb down from the sink. Then crawl up to the wall. Crawl up the wall to your window ledge. From your new, shorter bat's eye view, the yard below looks very far away even though you're only on the second story. Well, you've got wings. Might as well try them. You're a little nervous about your lack of flight experience, but you have no choice. You try flapping your wings, and the next thing you know, you're lifting up, 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 and out into the dark night air. The wind rushes beneath your wings, and you soar higher and higher. You sneak a peek down at the yard below. Big mistake. For just a moment, you're so scared, you forget to flap your wings, and you begin to plummet to the ground. Frantically, you begin popping again and manage to level out. Flying isn't easy, isn't as easy as it looks. You try to turn to the right and find yourself flying upside down instead. Then you bump into the side of a tree. 
After some practice, you begin to get the hang of flying. Unfortunately, you've made so many twists and turns while you were learning that you have no idea where you are. Smart. There's Apparently, no... I fly like I walk. I can't <laughs> walk through the damn house without like catching my hip on something yeah. or like my toe. Yeah. Consistency. Door. There's no sign of your backyard, and you don't recognize any of the houses. And where is the crypt? Because you literally have no clue. And to make things worse, your bat eyes don't see well enough to help you figure out where you are. But your ears are a different story. You were working so hard learning to fly, you didn't pay much attention to your excellent hearing. In fact, it's so good that if you really concentrate, you can get a clear picture of the things making sounds around you. Off to the right, you hear a big moth flapping its wings. The flapping sounds like soft clapping. Somehow, the sound gives you a complete image of the moth. Below you, the loud humming of a mosquito sounds like a jet taking off. Now your super, super sharp ears hear something more familiar, something that might help you figure out where you are. You turn toward the sound. You see a man and a woman walking a small dog in the early morning darkness. Do you ask the couple for help or you, or do you decide to fly off on your own? Yeah, I'm a bat, so I don't feel like <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> You're not going to try to go. Um, and also, I just beat the shit out of myself trying to figure out how I'm going to fly. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put that new skill to use. Okay. And, uh, and fly off by myself because I just All don't right. feel like... That's going to work. Because you're an independent bat woman and you do. I am an independent bat woman. I'm not scared of little redheaded bitches. I'm not scared of crips. Uh, But I did just learn to fly. So let's figure that out. All right. So you're going to fly. You decide to find the cemetery on your own. You're a little concerned about how the couple might react to a talking bat. You begin to fly up as high as you can go. And your whole neighborhood is below you, as tiny as a town on a model train set. You scan the houses and the streets, and you have to peer hard because your vision isn't good. But then you see it, the cemetery across the street from Batwing Hall. You swoop down to the cemetery, but a stiff wind blows you in the other direction. You struggle to get back on course, but you're still not very good at this whole flying thing. You fight the gusty wind and finally reach the cemetery. You aim at a tree and land clumsily on the tip of a branch. You notice at the night that the sky is beginning to grow light. You've been out all night. You yawn, then glance around. You spot the Krupnik crypt behind some trees and fly toward it and notice the door is still wide open. You swoop inside just as the sun begins to rise. Bang! The stone door slams shut behind you and you're trapped. Once again, you're in total darkness, but at least the crypt door is closed. The stone has been turned, and you hope you've been turned back into a normal kid. You wait a few minutes and then stretch out your arms, and your heart sinks. Your fingers are still webbed and still attached to your wings. Closing the crypt didn't do anything. Now you use your bat sonar to examine the inside. You notice something you didn't see the last time you were here. 
there's a crack on the floor of the crypt and swoop down to investigate. It's wide and deep and seems to lead straight into the ground. You find these words chiseled in, it chiseled along the crack. Who enters here will be, will be what? Unfortunately, the last part of the writing has crumbled away. This looks like the same writing you saw on the door of the tomb. Could the missing words be transformed back? <clears throat> I doubt it. Abracadabra. <laughs> yes, abracadabra, hocus pocus. Hocus cadabra. You crouch, you crouch over the crack and your bat sonar tells you that it goes a long, long way down. It might even go on forever, and you're almost afraid to find out what's inside. Because still, you're a bat, and you're trapped in the crypt, and what the hell do you have to lose? You take a deep breath and calm yourself down. You do a couple warm-up flaps of your wings, and before you can change your mind, you dive headfirst into the crack. But you're no longer flying. Instead, you're falling. Falling straight down. What are you doing wrong? In a panic, you look at your wings, and to your amazement, they're gone. Those are arms flailing around. Your arms. You're a kid again. You don't have time to celebrate, though, because you're still falling faster and faster and faster and faster. Will you ever land? And will you survive the crash? And if you do, where will you end up? It's like my day today. You solve one problem. <laughs> And now we got a whole new set of problems. New problems. <sighs> I'm a I just wanted to hang out. I just wanted some friends. I'm new in town. You know, <laughs> I want. I wanted something to do. There's not many channels where we live, and <sighs> <laughs> this is just not a good night. <clears throat> you have to break your fall. You reach out your arms and drag your fingers along the wall of the crevice. It slows you down only a bit. Then the light begins to change. You don't have to fight so hard to slow your descent. By the time you reach the bottom, you're almost floating and you land on a bed of moss. You scan your surroundings and you seem to be in a swamp. A swamp full of strange twisted trees and insects. A smell of decay overwhelms you and mournful cries fill the air and you're overwhelmed by a feeling of dread. You want out of this place and quick. You run along a riverbank, hoping it will lead you somewhere. But before you have gone far, you come to a broken sign pointing in two directions. One, of the, one part of the sign points across the river to the crypt. The other part points the path, but it's so old and weathered that it has no words on it at all. Which way should you go? Follow the path or cross the river? Well, do, do, do. The sign says go to the crypt. Yeah, the sign, all it says, if you cross okay, well, the I river. Was, I was just in the crypt and there wasn't any right. fucking openings anywhere. And you so I'm not sure. I feel like this sign is a lying piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> um and I've I am at the place in my story where I have um been transfigured mm -hmm. and 
back again. And I don't know if you know this or not, but like that creates in your body chemistry when you turn into a bat and then back to a person. <laughs> you get like a rush of endorphins and like adrenaline. <laughs> I'm feeling real good about myself right now in this underground You're feeling trip cool. I've seen this movie. Right? I'm feeling super cool. So you know what? I throw those hand <laughs> gestures again and we take the path. All right. That's who we are. You're an independent bat woman. Well, not we a are independent bats, Danielle. We're going on this path. <laughs> We're going to see where it leads. Okay. So you're following the path along the river. And the whole time you're wondering, where am I? And will I ever get to go home? And you feel there's eyes on you. Creatures' eyes. And you whirl around searching, but you see no one. Then you hear a sound you just can't ignore. Footsteps. Heavy, heavy footsteps. The footsteps of something very big and very, very close. So you freeze and the footsteps stop. You glance behind you, but all you can see is swirling mist. Maybe it's nothing. But you start to walk again and so do the steps. They're getting closer and you don't dare to look back. You try to run, but your feet sink into the ground. The thing is almost right behind you. And then ahead, you see a cave. You can hide in there. So you race to the cave and the sign beside it says Monster Library. You have no idea what a monster library is, but you don't care. Anything would be better than this swamp with a thing following you. So you duck inside, but the thing behind you runs in too. A bony hand grabs your shoulder. You turn to face it and let out a scream. An eight-foot-tall monster is clutching your shoulder. A monster with two hideous heads. One is blue with a yellow eye in the middle of its forehead. The other is red and has a huge six-inch fangs, and they're both staring at you. You pull away from the horrible creature. Doesn't it know that staring is rude? Where do you think you're going? The blue head rumbles. Uh, the monster library, duh. You must have a card to enter, the red head snaps. Sorry, didn't know. Besides, I'm just trying to get back home. Where is that? The red head demands. I came here from the Krupnik crypt. The Krupnik crypt, the blue head cries. Then you're in worse trouble than you think. What could be worse than being trapped by a two-headed monster? What do you mean? All I want to do is return to the crypt. There's only one way back there, the blue head says, and it's extremely dangerous, the red head adds, and the blue head nods in agreement. We can tell you how to go safely on one condition. Come with us on a tour of the library. No one has visited us since our librarian was eaten by the swamp thing. Well, you don't seem to have a choice, so you follow the monsters into the library. At first, it looks like an ordinary library filled with bookshelves. Then you glance at the books. They're all about monsters. You see the titles Frankenstein, Godzilla, and Dracula. You notice a monster cookbook, a monster travel book, and monster encyclopedias. The best books are in the next room, the redhead says. Our favorite stories are all there. But you stop listening. In a corner of the room, you spot a door labeled to the crypt. 
Could it be the way out? Do you make a run for the crypt or decide to stay and wait for the monster's help? Fuck no, I'm in the monster library. This shit is cool. We just passed my favorite books. Maybe they'll give me a card. Maybe you'll get to be the librarian. I mean, that's how this ends. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Although the whole now I'm now I'm thinking more like um, what's the code when a kid gets into the monster world? Twenty-eight fourteen. Oh, uh, twenty-three nineteen. Twenty-three nineteen. Yes. <laughs> twenty-three nineteen. <laughs> no, man, we're staying. Stay with the two-headed monster. They've been very helpful so far. Okay. So you've decided to wait for the monster's help. How do you like our library? The blue head asks. It's very nice. Those are cool looking monster books. But I really do need to go home. All in good time, the redhead rumbles. Can you read? Duh, of course I can. You wonder if the monster is going to write down directions for you. Great, we love being read too. Our librarian was a good reader until she became a Swamp Thing snack. After you read our favorite stories to us, we'll show you how to go home. If you won't, the blue head adds, we'll eat you. Are you ready? Again, you don't have much of a choice, but how hard could it be to read a couple stories? The monster leads you into the next room. Which story should I read? All of them, insists the blue head. The monster points to the shelves. You can see that they contain thousands of books. The rest are in the basement, the redhead adds. Too bad. It looks like you're going to be busy for a while. If you ever want to get home, you better learn to speed read. The end. Boop. I don't feel like this was a bad ending. No, I'm we good. We didn't have a lot going for us in town. <laughs> and now we're going to read aloud in a library with monsters? To monsters. Surely they'll bring a snack. They're going to bring us something. I'm, I'm pleased. This was this had a nice arc and a good ending. The only thing I felt we were lacking was um, sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Every time the girl wanders into a strange fantasy land where we are trying to get back home, we have at least a few sidekicks that mm-hmm. we pick up along the way. No sidekicks. No, that's true. No sidekicks. But yeah, I remember I loved this one, this particular book as a kid. It was a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of good um, ways to go in this one. So we picked a good one. I thought so, too. I mean, it really flowed pretty well. I don't know if we were mm-hmm. just making good choices to keep it going. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did but... do a good job. I didn't really guide you at all. Like with Grandma, I had to guide you because you died right away. <laughs> I totally one, did. Yeah. But this one, you kept it going yourself really good. So. Well, yeah, even um, like my, my son, my 11-year-old, he got a box set of the Choose Your Own Adventures mm-hmm. for Christmas this year. Um, which apparently he doesn't appreciate as much as I do. Like, oh, maybe well, things. Because um, I was trying to show, I was like, no, 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 you just don't understand how these work, right? So I was, <laughs> so we were going through it, and like every time he was like, he would die, and then he would get really upset. He was like, well, this was a dumb book. I'm like, no, dude, you go back and like do something. Yeah, different. do it again. <laughs> you don't have to stick with that. The world is your oyster. Like, th- we have a time machine here. Like, let's do it. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. No, I like that one a lot. That was good. 
Yeah, this one's a fun one. I got major Dark Shadows vibes there in the crypt. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones But not in here, the right? 60s Dark Shadows, the 90s no. Revival. Yes. There's like do you a remember Reptile that one? I that do, Disney? I do. I think that's the one I watched more so with my parents than. Well, like, because it was only, I mean, it only ran one season and it ran on network yeah. television. It was on like NBC mm-hmm. or ABC. It came on Friday yeah. nights. I believe mm-hmm. I was in first or second grade when that, that one came on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big deal. Like I remember the kids at school, like everybody watched it on Friday, right? With their parents. Cause for some reason mm-hmm. in the, the 90s that was acceptable like so many things to show your very young children um (laughs) and then and then I didn't hear about it again for many many years and then you still don't hear about it and then as an adult I was like what happened to that because I remember we tried to record it with our VHS from TV but we did that thing where you would try to press pause during the commercial and you end, and then you forgot to press record again when it came back on. Oh, no. And so we lost like half of it. And so and so as an adult, I was like, what? I wonder if I could find this. And of course, there's a DVD box set, which I currently own. Nice. Um, and when you rewatch those as an adult, we had no business watching. <laughs> no business watching that show. It was good. It only went one season, though, which was stupid because it had a, like a cliffhanger at the end. Like it oh, did not gosh. end. I hate that because it's like they probably thought they were going to get another season and they didn't get another season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like nothing mm-hmm. was it was completely set up to step into a season two uh, and season two never happened. And that was long before Netflix and other whatever could save the show. <laughs> so, right. Now it's like you can save the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Netflix canceled OA, so I don't. I'm still. They do cancel. Okay. They canceled Sabrina, which I loved. At least they gave it an ending, but I loved it. So I was bummed that they canceled See, it. And I don't think OA did have an ending. I think that they were shocked oh, that it got they? canceled. Mm. Um, well, Sabrina was a surprise too, but they announced it early enough that they were able to say, "Okay, wrap up with this one and finish." You know, so yeah. I think part of the problem is it's just, it still costs the same amount to make those things, Mm -hmm. but they can't be getting as much money as like you would from advertisements as like airing it on TV TV. So, because nobody watches them one episode at a time. I mean, they Mm -hmm. always just drop them all at your feet and you're done in like a weekend. Yeah. It's your finished. Yeah. I take it. I mean, certain things I'll take my time with, like if I really enjoy the show, like Sabrina, I drag out and kind of challenge myself to wait, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, treat it like, you know, a show show. There's only and so I, many. Yeah. Right. And I do that with Umbrella Academy because I love that the most. And so I make sure I watch. Oh, I finished um, The Alienist. <gasps> I love that show. I got through season two. I hope it gets another se- season. We don't know. <laughs> well, there's no more books, though. I guess they're based on books. I didn't know until this year. And we were looking up to see if they were going to get another season. And I guess he, I can't remember if it's a woman or a man that writes the books. I'm going to think, I think it's a man. But I, don't know. I would be surprised if we had a season three because everything was so buttoned up. But he said, like I said, I could be wrong. If it's a man, I apologize if you're a woman and wrote this book and somehow find this weirdo podcast. But I think the author of the book is writing a third one 
and I just don't okay. know if they're going to intersect somehow. Like, okay, where I'm going to give the script, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I hope it gets a third season if there's material for it because it's so well done. But I don't, I don't know. Well, because at the end of season one, they were obviously setting up for season two. Yeah. Like, and there's we two ready books, to which walk makes into sense. Yeah. It was two. like, here's book right. one, here's book two. And at the end two. of season mm-hmm. two, it was like everything was pretty well pretty dusted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think but it was one of those, it. like, if we get more, we get more. If we don't, you got right. an end, you know? Right. And now I, I get Daniel Buell on Marvel TV. So I'm like, yay, more Daniel Buell. <laughs> Who plays the doctor. I love him. Um, yes. But yeah, that's a good show. It is very dark, though, but it's it's good. Super dark. And I have trouble with shows where shit happens to kids. Yeah, it's And tough. like... And that first season, it's like the the victims are young boys about my son's age. And then in the second show, it's all like little babies. And I'm like, you guys, I love this. And I'm going to stay for the costumes and the creepy. But at the same time, like this has to be good or I'm out. Exactly. Yeah, I just. Because the costumes are amazing. The costumes are amazing and it's just so well acted and well done and they're all and I'm well not done. like the well done. Yeah. And I love it. And I'm like, oh, I wish there was more. I started watching mm-hmm. a new it's not scary, but it's kind of like I don't know what you call it. I guess kind of, I don't even know. It's called The Luminaries on Stars. It's pretty good. It has Eva Green, who I love from Penny Dreadful. I started that one. It's sort of sci-fi. Is that the not one where really they get though. powers? No, that's the Nevers. I have not started that yet. I've heard it's really good, but I'm sort of on this like, do I want to watch any more Joss Whedon stuff after all his shit Mm, that went down? Like, I will forever love Buffy, but that was back in the day and I will forever love it. But that will always have a place in my heart and I'll watch it forever. It's hard though because, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're such a hardcore Buffy fan, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. But you know, I can see that. Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. I remember watching some of the. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I was watching like special special features or if I oh, was like, like listening to the it. Things. Yeah. Um, or I may have been listening to like a commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was from season. Okay, we're we're gonna get real nerdy. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, it was from season two of Buffy, like the mm-hmm. scene. Uh, where they first get together and Angel first loses his soul. Okay. And they were talking about, and it was Joss and Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz, and they were talking about shooting that scene where he, like, turns evil and breaks up with her after taking her virginity. Mm-hmm. And just the way that he, she would try to talk, and then mm-hmm. he would kind of immediately talk over her. Oh, gross. I remember thinking to myself... Why don't you just let her fucking talk? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm sort of like not really into watching The Nevers because I'm sort of like I don't really want to give him and his projects any more attention. Like I said, yeah, it's been there. It's done that. They are – some of the cast has come out and said things now and it's sad, you know, but I'm – it's – like I said, we can't go back and change Buffy like it's done, you know, and that's was a major part right. of my major part of my media influence of life. I love that show still. And so it's 
you know, that that I will forever watch. Well, but even, yeah, even do, now, do I want to give him more like money? A, yeah. Probably not. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. but like you can you can revisit there. There's certain shows like that. Like there's Buffy, yeah. there's Angel, there's Smallville. Um yeah. mm-hmm. Charmed. Like the shows yeah. like that, the, mm-hmm. those are time machines for yep. us. Totally. Like that's a way mm-hmm. to step back to a time when, you know, there was no COVID and you know, like <laughs> all that shit. Like no no, no basically no <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. Yep. A little time you machine were... there. That's why we hold on so tight to dumb. it. Yeah. <laughs> Young and stupid. Did you read any of the comics (laughs) after it ended? No, I didn't. I wasn't like a big comic person at the time. And so. Yeah, I wasn't either. Yeah, but. Yeah, the only thing I've ever been able to do was Sandman. Yes, same. Outside of that, I'm not really on board. Mm -hmm. Sandman was earlier. It was the 80s, right? Right. And I ended up getting the omnibus, like. The really expensive ones for not expensive because they weren't he wasn't like cool shit like he is now but i mean he was cool right. but it's not it's the cool same now, now. It's like, yeah it's yeah. so much money it's cool as in it equates to money now whereas like then it was right. like this is just cool and 10 people like it like that's sort of what yeah, it was no one knows what you're talking about yeah <laughs> up in certain circles yeah, yeah. so my that. ex so my ex ex had gotten them for me or the first i guess it was only the first one at the time and it was just a normal, like, normal expensive book price, like, you know, 70 bucks or whatever it was for the big right. hardback. Now they go for, like, 200 or something crazy for, like, some of the original ones oh. and or more. And so luckily I have those. I don't have the, the last one because I just never bought it, which I should. But, yeah, I mean, that's another thing that's, like, a time machine for me. Like, I return to that yeah. all the time. Same and thing. I love the Audible version. If you have not listened to it, listen to it. It's I haven't. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm at that place where I am excited for it to a point where if it doesn't – if it doesn't come out the way I want, I'm going to be upset. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't – I absolutely loved the Audible the version okay. I loved you it. it I listened okay. to it twice all the way through like but, but twice already and I absolutely loved it I think they did a stellar I think I job have some credits can you get it with credits oh yeah with audible everything's a credit so as long as you have oh, a cool. credit yeah mm-hmm. or just do like a okay, free trial yeah. like get a fake email and do a free trial <laughs> well I have to have audibles for book club anyways because I don't, oh, okay. I don't have the time to sit and read books and mm-hmm. um, but I can put it yeah, on when I'm working yep I think it's fantastic because it's more like an audio drama. Like if you ever listened to like any – if you listen to like Neverwhere back in the day, his other one, um, or he did – Neverwhere was like an audio drama. They did um, they did Good Omens as an audio drama as opposed to just a straight audiobook. It's more of mm-hmm. an audio drama because all the cast, you know, all the – all the voices versus just one or two narrators. Sure. So it's very much more of an audio drama than it is an audio book, which I think is better because you get so many voices, right. so many distinct voices from so many characters. I'm still not sure about the movie. Like the movie still scares me a bit, but. Oh, is the movie coming? I was unaware. I think the movie's coming because they announced some okay. cast. I think and I was like oh who's the-? they cast a total unknown to play him and I was I think like, you oh. have to yeah mm-hmm. I think you have to yeah, yeah. there's no mm-hmm. way TV series not a movie what's it gonna That's- be on is it gonna be on network or Netflix streaming? yeah so it says it's developed by Alan Heinberg blah 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 
somebody named Tom Sturridge as Dream. He does kind of look like him if you put like the hair on his head. He does kind of look like him. Um, Did you watch Game of Thrones? Some of it. Did you get to Brienne of Tarth? I so I read the first book, so I only made it as far as my knowledge in the first book. Oh, okay. I was like, because she's gonna. So they they recast a woman as for for hell for Lucifer, and that's gonna be Gwendolyn Christie. Um, it's a lot of what was the dude's name again? Tom Um, Sturridge. Spell it S T E R S T U R R. Like pour it. S T U R R I D. With the okay. hair, it could work. Could he has work. a jaw alignment, could make uh-huh. this happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his bone structure. Yes, he has a nice bone mm-hmm. structure. <laughs> he has the correct, I'm sh- correct eyes. I'm sure they'll give him makeup to have more bone structure. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think with makeup, it could be okay. Uh-huh. And the big, you need the hair, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I can see I'm this. more nervous about the show. He looks young, though. He does look very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he's not this young. But again, with, like, mm-hmm. white kind of makeup, we'll see. Like, you know, whatever kind of pallor they yeah. give him. Yeah, we'll okay. see. Okay. I am nervous about the show because American Gods burned me bad and it wasn't Neil's fault. But again, it could come to that point of like, we're going to have a great first season. It's all good. Then some bullshit's going to happen. And then we're going to have two shitty seasons thereafter and finally get canceled and that's not what i want for sandman <laughs> so i'm like i feel like no. it's whenever there's something based on a book you're mm-hmm. in you're in two different camps okay yeah you're mm-hmm. in the camp of like they did with harry potter where it's required reading for everyone mm-hmm. we are going to be as close as we possibly can yeah we are going to be as true as we possibly can and yeah. no matter what else happens, that is the fabric of what we are doing because people will know and we they deserve it to be that way. Okay? Right. So you're either in that camp or you're in the camp of what they did with True Blood mm-hmm. where we can't make a good show if you <laughs> know what's coming next. Right. So mm-hmm. we need to loosely base this on the book and then make up our own bullshit twists that don't mean fucking mm-hmm. anything yeah. and are pretty horrible by the end of the season yeah. six. There was That was a show that, again, had ups and downs. Great beginning, sort of stayed good, then just went off bananas off the rails. And I'm like, ugh. I didn't the even The only thing that really kind of six. upset me about that one is um, – because I had read all of the Charlene Harris books me too. before mm-hmm. watching True Blood. Yeah, and one thing I really liked about Suki as a character is that she was never portrayed as like super duper skinny. No. She was always this like pie-eating, rounded out country girl uh-huh. that like she was a didn't bumpkin. take any shit from anybody. Yeah. She kind of was, was yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. it went in another mm-hmm. direction for the show, which I understand. We always do. And it's like, why? You know, it's like, why? Why? 
just well so i and that's when the authors my bookshelf for the house Mm -hmm. and i'm building in a bookshelf the whole one whole wall in the living room is going to be a built-in bookshelf so i have my amazon cart full of like (laughs) this like fantasy land where i have all this money to buy the (laughs) hardback covers of all the books that we love (laughs) and i've i've got sandman on there and i've got charlotte harris on there and i've got you know, I'll never ever be able to. I want the illustrated editions of the Harry Potters. And oh, like, those are so uh, cute! I have a couple of them. I don't have them all. I have the first one, and then I bought um, Deathly Hollows. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really cool, but they are expensive. Maybe you can find like a used bookstore or something that has them. Well, so now that I, after I get my second shots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I think, maybe, like, still with my mask and everything, I think right. I'm, I'm going to, like, start checking out some thrift stores, maybe, mm-hmm. like, while the kids are at school. Yeah. You never know. Um, you might to find see. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with Let's all the Harry happens. Potter backlash now, maybe people <laughs> gave them to the thrift store. <laughs> so. I guess. Well, not Harry Potter, but the uh, J.K. Rowling backlash. <laughs> well, I still haven't gotten totally on board with Fantastic Beasts. I enjoy the movies. I have not read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, again, it's that same beef that I have. Like, it's okay to let something end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's over, it's okay to let it's it okay. be over. I understand that there's like a, like a fan following and you want to make people happy. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, I read the... Um, the Karen Monning series, uh, the Fever mm-hmm. series. Um, and they're these beautiful, chunky sci-fi fantasy novels. And there's like five of them. And at the end of the fifth book, she wrote this special thing to the fans and was like, listen, it's over. I can't, yeah. I can't take it further because this is the end. This is where it has to end. And there's, there's maybe other different places and different stories but this is the end. And then a year later, she comes out with a sequel. <laughs> and you're like, why? You lied why, Karen? to us. <laughs> why, Karen? Mm-hmm. I know. I think it's like my mom's. My mom is a big, big, big Outlander fan. Like huge. Mm-hmm. And I think she has already prepared everybody, that author, like. I am ending it with this number book and that is the end. And hopefully she sticks to it, but we'll see. But I mean, right. As of now, I think she's prepared everybody. Like, look, this is it. Not, I think it's nine, I think. And that's where she's done mm-hmm. with that. I mean, I only read the first one. Yeah. Maybe she'll pick up another character. I mean, that's fine. If you want to pick up a character and go their route, you know, do that. But. To say like you're off, yeah. yeah. But then to say you're done with this family and then go, okay, well, we're gonna back never mind. Now it's like, you know, whatever Christmas special. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, just no. If you say you're done, you're done. That's it. Right. I know you don't need the money, especially like Outlander. Like, you don't need the money. Maybe Karen needs money, but we know that Outlander and Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, they don't need money, so they can stop. Well, I guess the Game of Thrones dudes gets like death threats. Like, if you don't, like, continue the story, we will kill you and your whole fa- Like, he's <laughs> talked before about, like, how crazy the fans are about wanting sure, next. I'm sure, I am sure that J.K. Rowling had an experience, had experiences like that. 
that was like these people are bananas you know and need but help. you guys there's other books right like, i promise like i know that i know that it's hard but you you can there's <laughs> many good authors and there are many good books and you may get a stinker every once in a while but who cares you don't even have to tell anybody about it right just move on to the next okay. and then you'll find another series that you like but like let it die when it's done let it be done but means poor Game of Thrones. Like I'm not a big fan, so it doesn't. It's no. It's no skin off my nose. But poor Game of Thrones. I mean, that story's not done. It's done on TV, and it was done horribly, and everyone was pissed. And then we still don't have the book. the The book ending. And so, if you're a right. hardcore, I don't give a shit about the show. Maybe you didn't even watch the show, or you hated the show, but you love these books and this poor man is still not writing the book and he's like oh I'm doing this project and oh I'm working on TV and you're sitting there and you're like you're gonna die before you finish (laughs) and then what you know that I feel bad (laughs) but you know everyone else is fairly healthy like I think like J.K. Rowling has life left in her and Karen probably does but like Game of Thrones man is very old and very 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 overweight and I'm like no like he's you might want to go fat and he writes you know thousands and thousands of pages we're not talking like but the plots are so complex like right. I, even just reading that first book like there and you know there's some books you need a chart you need a chart. Like, you got to write it down. So you're like, okay, this person is related, especially when it jumps around. Because in those books, yeah. every perspective, like every chapter is from a different yeah. perspective mm-hmm. of yeah, a different character. Different. And most of the time they're in a different country. And yeah. like they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I read the first one too. And then I was like, I can't do this. And then I watched the show. Yeah, no, I was out. Yeah. yeah. And oh, the show yeah, was the first of like good, then terrible, then trash. So it was like, so the show burned me and I'm like, I don't care. They're dead to me. It's not a show I will return to, which is sad because it is so many seasons and you think it's one of those things you would want to return to. Like maybe some episodes I would like singular, like I liked this hour. So I will return to this hour, you know, but would I watch the whole series again? Absolutely not, because you know where it's going, and it was a trash fire. So you're like, I don't want to go on that plane flight. It's like loss. Never want to do it again. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. But even like with other- Mr. Smalderhalder. Yep. Even with him, can't do it. Can't do it. Well, that went God, on. A- I need to revisit Lost. It's been a really long time. You know what else we got fucked on? Heroes. Yes. Oh, my God. But that was the writer's strike. Oh, yeah. That was the writer's strike. But even then, I still think they didn't know where they were going to go. And they were just like. Well, but I I still feel like there's an excuse because they had some interesting premise. Like, there's Mm -hmm. no reason that the the circus uh, season should have been as shitty as it was because that's a cool premise. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That is true. It's hard to make. It's hard to keep a show going and good consistently i i it's fine there's bad episodes like i'll forgive any series for that because it's gonna happen but to keep people keep a show consistently good for season after season is so hard which is why like mm-hmm. you know like buffy that are consistently good like yeah it had bad episodes it had weird tangents sure but 
it's still consistently good. And, you know. Well, and then the people out there that hate Buffy are screaming at us right now because my husband does not get it. But I He's get like, it. the same thing happens in every episode. <laughs> but like, I, I respect He's that. Like, a monster comes, the world's going to end, <laughs> she defeats him, and then also there's some love. And I was but that's like, all well, we needed. We just kind needed of. that love. We just needed that love. Sort of. <laughs> Some generations had awful Edward. Our generation had Angel. That's just how it goes. <laughs> right. I was always Team Spike. Always, oh, me always. too. I loved Angel, though, but I was Team Spike for sure. But Team Spike yeah. all the way. Mm-hmm. But you know how it goes. We all had that. And I was. I also liked Oz a lot, too. I liked him. But. Oh, yes. Oh, he's so adorable. <laughs> but he, yeah. he's done so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, that like he pops up in movies and you're like, holy fuck, that's Seth Green. Um, but the amazing, the first the movie that I ever saw, me. the first in the in the movie theater was my oh. stepmother's an alien. Oh my Seth god, Green <laughs> is in my stepmother's. I an haven't alien. thought about that movie in decades. <laughs> like, oh my god, that was, that was the first theater experience. I don't know that's how amazing. old I was. I had to be about five or six years old. Um, but yeah, like that's the one where she has the alien in her purse and it's Kim Basinger and she like smokes a carrot. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a classic. The one that kills me Seth Green was in, you seen the original It with Tim Curry, the TV one? Yeah. I love that one. He's in that. He's the redheaded kid. He's Richie Tozier. Yeah. We were watching it and like my boyfriend didn't believe me and we're Googling it and I'm like, it is him. It's It's totally Seth Green. Yeah, he's Richie. <laughs> but I didn't think he was old enough because he looks like a child all the time. Uh, you he know, played a as, kid for a very long yeah, time. Even as an adult, he just does. He's like Paul Rudd and doesn't age. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, it can't be him. Seth Green's not old enough. It can't be him. And it was. <laughs> it was but funny. we just liked him as Oz so much because he was finally given a role where he got to be a little suave. Yeah. Like in a mm-hmm. very like cool kind of uh, like way because so many every other (laughs) other movie and everything he's in he's this nerdy little bitch Mm -hmm. but like Oz comes along and he's just like so fucking cool yeah Mm -hmm. because one of him my favorite movies of his is can't hardly wait and he's awful in that like as his character Mm -hmm. but he's so good at (laughs) special k special Special k K. (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Oh, that was a great movie. I love that movie. That's it's like that's yeah. I love that movie. So wow, good. our kids are gonna watch that shit and be like, "What the fuck was wrong with you?" I know. Like, this is awesome. Okay, shut up. Shut up. Go watch. Well, we talked about bullshit for stupid. thirty minutes, and I don't know how mm-hmm. much of it to cut out. Um, well, you decide what you like, and you keep. <laughs> <laughs> I love our conversations. I just just don't know how much our I know fans will appreciate it. Um, but real quick, a little bit of business before we close out. I just wanted to let everybody know if you are not on the Facebook page, please go check out the Facebook page. You can search Snacks with Stein uh, on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter. Because we do have the death match bracket in process. Um, and the way that that works is I will be posting on both Twitter and Facebook two matchups of two villains 
from episodes that we have created here on Snacks with Stein. So these are only going to be from books that we've covered. So if you don't remember who these villains are, it's okay to go back and, and re-listen to those episodes so you can make a decision. Because I'll post the pictures side by side, and, and your job is to decide who would win in a fight. And from some of the votes that I'm already getting, I see that it's... I feel like we're picking our favorites mm. and not who would win in a fight. Okay. So just remember, <laughs> try to think about all the things. Um, in our first matchup, we had Chuck from Haunted Mask 2. And then we had the time-traveling shadow demon from the Ghost Next Door. Mm. And as much as I love Chuck, Chuck was an old fucking man. And I don't feel like it would take too much for time-traveling Shadow Demon to kick his ass. But Chuck did win in advance. So, yeah. So, just remember, we are uh, voting for who would win in a fight. I'll be posting the winners and the new matchups and the brackets as we progress in the tournament. And eventually we will find out who is the baddest villain so far. On so this next far. Show. We've had some good ones so far. So, I don't know. We really have. The gnomes are the winner for me. Right. I they love win gnomes. forever. The gnome. And because we are going sans script tonight, I did not write us an out. Oh my gosh. Um, so you tell us. How are you out like on Facebook? Yeah. On what Twitter? are you out like? Let us know. What are you out like? <laughs> but we love y'all. Bye. See you in June. In June. Bye.